I kind of found interesting the whole angle with the the therapist sessions. Like that actually, as I was listening to it, it like it just it made me think of different things, like both from the therapist perspective and from you know Jane Silver's uh, perspective as well. Someone that's that's frustrated. They know they're telling the truth or and what what they believe, but then they're not getting any voice. You know, they they have no voice. They just get shut down. So I just I don't know. I thought it was even kind of timely in this day and age. Uh, that I just I just really enjoyed those um, those sessions. I guess the snippets that we get to hear. Hi there. Today is the last episode of our three-part uh, listener feedback podcast episodes, and I'm meeting with Jonathan Winstead. I've met John on our first live event, and I quickly realized that he was a well of knowledge when it comes to audio drama. And since I'm not, I really wanted to have his feedback on the show to see how we could make it better, and also to get his recommendation on other audio fiction podcasts and audio dramas that we could share with you and maybe listen together. I also learned that he produced and directed two fan-made podcasts based on the older radio play, The Shadow, called The Shadow Remake, and another one called Uncharted, based on the video game and soon-to-be movies uh, of the same name. I have listened to them both, and they're amazing. I know how much work he's put into it, and I thought it was incredibly generous of him to have made them. And so I felt compelled to encourage all of you to go check them out. Uh, you can find them on YouTube, and all the links are in the show notes. It's the Shadow Remake and Uncharted The Hidden Kingdom. So without further ado, here's my conversation with Jonathan. Hi John, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. I'm super excited to have you because I know you're like a huge audio drama buff and I had the privilege to also listen to your work and I can't wait to tell people about it. And you're also like one of our first, if not the first, premium listener. Um, so I really hope that you enjoy the rest of the season and I want to give you guys an opportunity to to kind of influence how we make cryptos in the future so thank you for your support <laughs> well it's a great show and I'm thankful for the opportunity for sure and I'm glad to support glad to support so how did you hear about crypto Z originally I came across it on a reddit post mm -hmm. and I don't even remember why or how and what caught my eye was the album art the album art is really good um, I know that doesn't necessarily mean the podcast is going to be good as well, but in this case it was. I was happy. But I noticed the uh, the art, and I'm like, okay, that looks interesting. I like the I like the look of it. I I do dabble somewhat in graphic design, and uh, so I was like, I, I like this. I'm gonna I'm just gonna check it out, see what it's all about. And uh, so that's what led me to listen to the first episode. Actually, I think it was a trailer at that time because I don't think it had come out yet. So I listened to the trailer that you had, and I liked the the video work in that as well. I also dabble in After Effects, not to that extent, uh, but I like to play around, and I appreciated the quality. So I, I said, you know, this sounds like it's got some pretty knowledgeable people behind it, so I'm, gonna, I'm definitely going to listen to this one. So talking about knowledge, um, by the sound of it, I already know the answer to this question, but is uh, audio drama a big part of your life? It is. It is very much so. Ever since I was a kid, I have... Uh, I grew up listening to, um, well, I, got, I heard like old-time radio shows like that my grandpa had and different things like that. Um, and so when those became more available as the internet got out there, I mean, I would even go to, uh, like, even like yard sales. I'd pick up tapes that would have old uh, radio shows on them, and I would listen to it. And then, of course, with the, you know, dawn of the internet, don't want to say how old I am exactly, but uh, I'm not 20. 
Uh, but anyway, I, I just would get everything that I could listen to if it was audio drama related, and I, I loved it all. Wait, so so why not movies or video games? Or was it something you did with your grandfather? Did that did he like introduce you to audio drama? Not not really. I mean, I did I did hear it. Like he would listen to them. I think his were on records, if I remember correctly. Um, but he. I don't, we didn't spend that much time listening to him back then. Mm -hmm. He unfortunately passed away when I was still pretty young, so I didn't get to spend a lot of time with him. But um, I, I do enjoy movies and, and other things as well. But for me, I don't know if it's because I can put my own images in my head during it and not have to just rely on the images that are fed to me, like a movie or a TV show. Um, I'm not really sure what... Like I, I don't know if I can pin it to one thing, why I like it so much, but I just I have always... Always loved it. So this is great because I didn't even know it, audio drama existed until <laughs> very recently. Well, if if you've not listened to a lot of audio drama, then you've done a good job. I mean, now a background in film and things is going to help with that, of course, because you got some training behind you. Um, but there is a knack when it comes to audio drama because a lot of times people that are new to it that haven't listened to a lot of it, they might get into some weird dialogue because you got to figure out how you're going to describe like what's going on for someone that can't see what's happening. So. Like, if I'm walking down the street and I see a, a, a pink elephant, I'm going to be like, whoa, look at that, because my friends are going to be beside me. I'm not going to say, look at that pink elephant coming around the corner, because they see that. I don't need to add all that in. But so some people, they kind of get a little carried away in that aspect, where it's like, you know, oh, my goodness, stop climbing out of that trash can right now, and don't jump down like that. And so it gets a little bit like, yeah, it's... But it's, you got to be very creative, though, on how to still pull those details into it, but yet let the audience still feel like it's a, a natural way of speaking. That's probably the biggest thing, I would say. But I didn't really notice that problem with you guys. You guys did a really good job with the, with the writing of what you had. And then, of course, sound, the sound design, you can, you can say a lot with that if you do it right. And you guys, did a, it was very immersive, I would say. Um, it was, like, I don't know. There's... I. There's some that I enjoy that are very minimalistic audio dramas uh, that use very little music, very little uh, sound design, but it's still very effective and I really enjoy it. Uh, but then there's some that really are like a movie um, just without a picture. Just in, in, it's just like a step above as far as lushness or uh, immersiveness. And you guys, definitely, you guys definitely hit that mark. It's pretty impressive. Well, thank you. I'm glad it's coming through. Um, as you know, the smart thing to do in, in podcasting is to actually do strip-down, simple episodes that you can do on a weekly or bi-weekly basis. But, Makes sense. <laughs> so you finished all 10 episodes, right? Yes. How does the second half of the season go? Did you feel cheated or does it hold up? It holds up. It really does. I uh, I, I really like the, the timeline jumping for the backstory. Like, I don't know, maybe, maybe not everybody would like that because it can make it very easily over... Um, it can be overcomplicated, right. and so you kind of wonder, okay, where are we at in the timeline now? But I think you guys did a pretty good job of not causing that particular issue to happen. So I like interspersing the backstory with the current story in a way that you get that extra little detail that you didn't know before at the appropriate time. <laughs> so I was a big fan of that, and I think it worked. I think it worked really well. I, I don't want to spoil it too much either. I don't know when you're going to air this, so I don't know what I should say or should not say. I know, I can see. You're like being very careful to talk about it but not talk about it. Um, you can spoil some of it. Um, that's fine. It's been on for a long time now. I think people had time to, you know, the opportunity to go and check it out. <laughs> Plus, I'll edit it if you're revealing too much. Okay, well, so for instance, like the truth behind the ARC organization. Right. I'm very, very interested to figure out what their deal is. 
Um, then obviously the outcome of Agent Bright's storyline. He's got his own storyline going on, not to spoil it, but I'm very interested to see where that's going to lead. Uh-huh. Um, then of course, I don't know, I don't know if I'm pronouncing it correctly, the Montebianco yep. family, is that yep. right? Okay, so that is interesting. I don't want to say too much about that because I'm pretty sure that's all in the second half. But it makes me want to read the book. Yeah, that's uh, <laughs> part of Danielle's novel that sipped into the podcast. Uh, so the book is called The Ancestor. Uh, it's sort of a gothic horror novel. It's really cool. Yeah. I think there's an audiobook for it too. So I don't mean to put you on the spot, but was there any particular scene that stood out for you? Um, I kind of found interesting the whole angle with the the therapist sessions. Like that actually, as I was listening to it, it made me think of different things, like both from the therapist's perspective and from, you know, Jane Silver's uh, perspective as well. Um, like I know, like I have friends and people that have gone through different things. And sometimes if we're not careful, we tend to just really kind of project onto that person what we feel like their issue really is mm-hmm. or what they should think about something or or basically what what we feel the problem is instead of really listening to what they have to say. And so I thought that was a very interesting dynamic there, kind of obviously in a not as realistic as what we face today, but still I think very realistic in the way it was portrayed. Right. And and even from from her perspective, Silver's perspective, you have someone that's that's frustrated. They know they're telling the truth or and what what they believe, but then they're not getting any voice. You know, they they have no voice. They just get shut down. So I just I don't know. I thought it was even kind of timely in this day and age uh, that I just I just really enjoyed those um, those sessions. I guess the snippets that we get to hear. Yeah, and I think also like therapy sessions work well in podcasting because it makes you feel like you're kind of listening on a conversation that is private and intimate and even if you can't see them it's easy enough to kind of add some body movement or objects in the room to kind of Mm -hmm. and i actually i liked the 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 sound design sometimes like you would have the one part where she's talking about i believe it's in the first half where she's um talking about the piano lessons that she had as a child and things like that and you hear just that that subtle piano incorporated into the background and things like that i that those little kind of details i i approve <laughs> it used to be a scene that was really long too and i had the idea after to kind of transform it into the sort of hypnotic session where she would be in this like relaxive sarcophage watery sarcophage uh and listening on on dr thayer f- from a capsule to to be able to relieve her memories uh, more vividly. Yeah, yeah. Well, I, I, I don't know. Those, those probably were some of the most interesting parts to me. Um, that might be a hard one, but if you had to choose one favorite episode, which one would it be? I don't know. There were several. Um, the one episode with the uh, monastery toward the end. I don't want to <laughs> get into that. That was pretty uh, impactful. The sound design was pretty uh, haunting, I will say. Um, so I thought that was well done. Um, uh, I mean, they were all well done. The end one, of course, for the story, because you get uh, some little twists that are involved in that. And I, I'm a huge fan of <laughs> twists in stories. And so, like, I, I, I liked the ending and I hate it too. But as long as you guys make more, we'll be all right. <laughs> yeah, well, I go by the numbers of uh, listeners who who go and listen to the entire season to know how many people really want it. Good. Um, so tell me a little bit about your work and The Shadow. I've had the pleasure to listen to it. I think it's amazing. Um, it started really as a passion project for me, um, but uh, Graham Rowett, who was the uh, actor for the voice actor for The Shadow, in that, and he's a 
fantastically talented actor. He's done Broadway, off-Broadway, TV shows like Elementary and Evil and things like that. And a lot of podcasts, does like the Grey Rooms, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. But he, uh, he just, he found my project and just expressed interest in being in the character. And I was, I was kind of shocked that he would want to do it, but I was very grateful. But then he just kind of took me under his wing and kind of really introduced me to the, uh, the community as it is today. And so really because of him, I've gotten more into it. And so, I don't know, I just try to extend that same kind of, uh, you know, spirit of camaraderie, camaraderie with other people that are going the same direction. I realized The Shadow was like a tenpole radio play back in the days, but maybe, can you take us back a little bit and tell us what it was? Sure. It was uh, back in the day of the golden age of uh, radio, old-time radio dramas. I uh, had Orison Welles, I think was the voice originally starting out for The Shadow, but it was back in the 30s, 40s. Um, so they would do a half-hour program called The Shadow, and really it was one of the first uh, superhero kind of guys, but the inspiration for Batman, actually, some people Wow, I didn't know that. Um, he would have the, uh, according to the radio show, I mean, he started out in a, in a magazine, they had a radio show that was a little bit different, um, but as a character in the radio show, he was uh, basically like a Batman type of a character, except he traveled the world and he learned the secrets. Uh, you know, back then, of course, they said he traveled to the Orient and learned all these secrets of uh, how to cloud men's minds so that they could not see him. So he could be standing there by the bad guys, but they were just basically hypnotized to where they couldn't see him. And uh, so he would go through all these different adventures, and uh, that just became one of my favorite shows. I, they, it, it was kind of dark in some ways, kind of gritty. Not as gritty as the like the books or the comic uh-huh. version or the magazines, uh, but, uh, but I just liked the character, and it just, uh, I, that was just my favorite show. And so you decided to make a, a remake of it, um... Did you, did you have a team? How did how did you how did you do it concretely? I had a lot of fantastic people volunteered their time for that. You know, as a fan project, you know, there's uh, there's still some question as to who owns the rights uh, for the character. So it was not about monetizing it or anything like that. So everybody volunteered their time, and um, but the I, I just love the show because it's an old show. It's got that real mm-hmm. bad hiss when you listen to most of the episodes because the quality's degraded and it wasn't recorded. You know on the high-tech equipment that we have today. And so I just always thought, man, it'd be interesting to really like upgrade the production value and have almost almost like a modern-day shadow. Um, but then some of the elements of the modern day just aren't as charming as the era you know, back then. But I just always thought it would be fun to do. And so for the longest time, I didn't because theme music was an issue because the, the original music, it's basically like an excerpt from a classical song, but... Um, it's just very old, you know, there's not really any updated versions of it. And so I really wanted to use the same music, but I can't really update everything else and have this real like right. single note organ, <laughs> near, 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 you know, <laughs> it just doesn't mesh. And so I was like, well, I don't want to make something <laughs> stupid that people are like, well, I can see what he was going for, but this is terrible. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to do that. So I actually found, uh, Catalin Carilla, um, as a composer and I was just talking to him it was actually for a different project I was working on and I was so impressed with the bit of music that he came up with for me that I was like you know I never even really thought about seeing if they could like recompose that theme and update it and so I said hey I'm like here's a terrible recording of this really old organ playing this really simple melody can you do anything with it and so between he and I we came up with mostly him I'm just saying I because I only gave a little bit of an opinion on it but he came up with the theme that's in there. And after he made that, I was like, man, that 
that is so fantastic. Like I just, if if only to just get uh-huh. his theme version out there, I need to redo this. So at that point, I thought, well, I have the technical skill at this point to do a fairly decent job, and if I can get some good voice actors, I will, uh, I will see this through. So I posted about the project, and like I said, uh, Graham got involved. I had some friends that got involved as well that I had reached out to, and uh, um, it became. Did you? Uh, what it is. So you had the music before you had the. Um everything else that was the first element and that came out so good you felt like kind of raised the bar to a level you had to like live up to yes it had to be out there for people to listen to and i thought well if it's going to be listened to then i might as well do this project you know (laughs) we'll redo we'll redo one of the episodes and just uh i i did a, a tiny bit of rewriting on it not much um and I did not update every aspect because the style, it's still in the old style where they only use the music like in the transition from scene to scene. Mm-hmm. So it's not its not quite modern style. It's like halfway there, halfway not. So that's why I say it's kind of like an homage to the original. Um, but the uh, the main theme we started out with, and then as we began to do the project, I had him compose some uh, music for the in-between transition scenes. I see. So how long did it take you to complete the episode? Um, I think it took us a little over a year, or it took me a little over a year to get it done. Well, you did a great job. Um, I thought you could give us some recommendation uh, to our listeners. If you like CryptoZ, what else should they be listening to? Uh, oh, man. I've got a queue list so long that you probably... I, I don't know if I'll ever be able to finish it, but <laughs> my favorites... My favorites, the ones that I have really enjoyed, I would say, first off, uh, Magus Elgar. Um, I can't say enough about these guys. That as far as comedy, if you like comedy, if you don't like comedy, not for you, not for you. It's, uh, it is, it's like, a, um, uh, like a fantastical world, kind of like with wizards and things like that, but it's another realm. Mm-hmm. But the way they incorporate that with our world and the jokes and stuff that they have in that, it is just delightful. Like, I don't know if I have ever laughed so hard at a podcast. I literally at one point had to pause the podcast because <laughs> I was laughing so hard I could not hear the dialogue with my headphones. <laughs> so Megas Elgar, fantastic. Um, and I, I know Kennedy um, is the sound designer for that and also uh, Christopher Moore. Uh, those guys are fantastic. Um, but I, Victoriosity, I don't know if you've heard of them. Yeah. They're uh, from the, the UK, uh, but they do a fantastic. Again, it's a comedy, more of a steampunk Victorian kind of style comedy. Fantastic. Um, there's a company called Ear Epic. They've done a series called Joseph, yeah. and that um, that sound design really really impressive. A lot of layers in that. Um, sometimes it's a little rough to hear some of the dialogue, but I mean, for what they did, like I'm not going to criticize because that I can't imagine how much work that that was, and it is it's fantastic in my opinion. Um, that that's definitely a sci-fi series. I'd say if you like horror, listen to the White Vault. Yeah. They're really good. Um, there's The Call of the Flame, which is like a fantasy podcast, which is really fun. Got a lot of good guys in that one. Um, then there's uh, The Leviathan Chronicles. They had a big hiatus due to some really um, really tragic circumstances, but they just came back. They're almost done with their series now. But they, uh, man, that's a, that is a project and a half. They are three seasons of, I mean, some of the episodes are like hour and a half long. Like it's, it's, it's a ride. That story is just incredible. Um, then of course Crypto Z, if you like good stuff. Um, do you uh, are you pl- are you ever considered starting your own series, or are you planning to do more of uh, remakes of the Shadow? Would you? Um, I am right now making a uh, another fan project. Again, no monetization at all in it. 
Um, it's going to be given away free completely, but it's uh, it's uh, called Uncharted, The Hidden Kingdom. It's based on the Uncharted video game series mm-hmm. by Sony and Naughty Dog. Uh-huh. Um, and so I had a, a, a writer that wrote, it's a, basically, it's a two-part story. It's going to probably be about an hour long, maybe a little over an hour, the whole project. Um, but it's an original story. And it and it stays right in line with the lore of the games, like the established lore, so it doesn't break out of that and do some crazy, weird, out-of-character stuff with everybody. <laughs> uh, but Chuck Duffy wrote that one, and uh, so I'm right in the middle of that. I've got probably 80%, 85% of the sound design done, and um, I came across another uh, composer for that one on YouTube. His name is uh, Evan Boyerman, East E-Flex Music on YouTube. Very talented. I mean, crazy talented. So he's doing a custom soundtrack for that adventure and so that's what we're working on right now i love those kind of adventures it's a bit like indiana jones like it was a big inspiration for for the music of Crypto yes Z. and the music was fantastic for that i that the vocalizations that they have going on in there i i can't tell um i can't tell if it's uh if it's sampled or if it's if it's a real person if it's sampled that's absolutely miraculous <laughs> If it's a real person, it makes sense, you, but it's still what awesome. What are you? Wait, you're referring to to Indian Angels or Crypto Z? No, Crypto Z. Oh, so you're referring to the throat singing? Yes. Uh, no, it's um, we recorded a, a throat singer. Okay, it, it was a good one. I, I I I'm a huge soundtrack buff. Like I listen to virtually no uh, like vocal groups of any kind. I just listen to soundtracks, TV show soundtracks, game show, or uh, game soundtracks, uh, movie soundtracks, and this soundtrack. I would absolutely, which I think I've posted before, but you guys definitely need to release this soundtrack for purchase. Oh, it's funny that you say that. We just released it. Ah. So we have like 27 tracks, nice. completely remixed for the OST, and many of them are exclusive to this to the album. I mean, the throat singing is really cool. I, it really, it's, it's excellent. Um, but then just the, the whole soundtrack, I mean, just the layers of the instruments they've got going on there and the realism, um, it's, I loved it. It was fantastic. Very uh, mysterious, adventure in that Indiana Jones vibe. Yeah, I definitely get that. That's probably, if you when, when we're going and talking about that, that's probably something else that you know kept me interested in the series because you definitely have that adventure, but there is research going on and all that kind of... Yeah, I'm a fan. <laughs> well, thank you so much. Uh, and I'm going to definitely... You're going to send me the link to The Shadow and I'm going to put that in the show notes so that people can go and check it out and uh, keep me in touch with Uncharted because I'd love to hear it as well. I think it's on... Actually, I wonder if it's not on your website as well. Yeah, uh, it is. Um, there's actually two websites, one for The Shadow. The Shadow is theshadowremake.com okay. and Uncharted is unchartedthk.com. Okay. Um, but I've got a trailer on Uncharted and we got some samples of the uh, the music for Uncharted. And are you um, are you not afraid like Naughty Dog is gonna give you a call and like hey what's that? I am hoping they don't. I am hoping <laughs> they don't. I tried to put disclaimers all over everything. I am gonna give this away free. We were just fans doing it. We're not making any money off of it whatsoever. We're not even gonna try. I hope they don't. They they really seem to be good with you know having people do fan arts and even like posting on their channel. You know this person loves The Last of Us Two or this, and they they did this cool tattoo and all. So I'm hoping they'll take it in the spirits it's, it's intended. It's just it's a love letter to their series because their series is amazing. That's what I'm hoping they're going to take it as. But you know if they say take it down, then I will 
have a wonderful time listening to it myself. <laughs> I know that would be crazy to do that. It's it's free advertising. I mean, I I would be happy with it. <laughs> um, thank you, Jean, for coming on the show, and I'm really glad that season one lived up to your expectations. No, I just think if if people uh, haven't listened to Crypto Z, you should. It's good. I don't think you'll be disappointed unless there's no season two. I, I can't stress that enough. There's got to be a season two. <laughs> Listen, yeah, I'm with you. I want a season two. The team wants a season two, too. So good. We good. just need a bit of traction. You guys are doing a bang up job. Thanks, John. Thanks for the opportunity. Thank you so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this conversation and that you'll check out Jonathan's work. If you haven't listened to the entire season of Crypto Z, all 10 episodes are available on our website, euphony.media. You can also text 646-229-3423 if you have any questions or write to us at cryptozy at euphony.media. In the next episode, we're going to meet the first member of our game design team who is currently hard at work on designing a game system for Cryptozy. Thanks again for listening and see you next time.